Hey rock stars, I'm Lydia Billings. And I'm Colleen Starcoke. And you're listening to Rules Aren't Real, a Rowan Coaching production. Have you ever followed a rule that didn't end up serving you? Here's an example. I can't be an artist and make money. Or how about this one? You can't start a new career after 30. Colleen and I want to explore why people often follow these rules, even though they aren't always awesome. Every other week, we'll dissect and debunk a societal, cultural, or individual rule invented by humans. We'll also look at some of the neuroscience behind why we're wired to follow the beaten path. On the alternating weeks, we'll interview a super rad real-life guest who has achieved badass results by completely breaking the previous week's rule. Get ready to climb out of that box, folks. Welcome to Rules Aren't Real. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our very first, very special holiday episode of Rules Aren't Real. As you all know, we enjoy, um, you know, examining and dissecting cultural and societal rules that are somewhat made to be broken. And what we wanted to do this, this season is really celebrate all of the different traditions that we have around the holidays. And so we've invited a whole bunch of folks to join us. um, And they're going to share about how they celebrate. So um, strap in. It's a really fun group of people. And we'd love to hear what you do to celebrate the holidays. Um, You know, after or before you listen, feel free to share with us on our Facebook page. And yeah, we hope you enjoy. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. So, uh, Eduardo, tell us about your your holiday traditions. What do you celebrate, if anything, and how so? Um, so I was raised Roman Catholic. So I celebrate, as we say in Spanish, Merigrisman. <laughs> and so we have very special traditions. I'm Cuban, Cuban-American. So we have very special traditions around Christmas itself. And then also around New Year's. Can we also talk about New Year's? Duh. I mean, hello, hello, goodbye. So the so the, the Christmas the Christmas ritual we we call Noche Buena. So we actually don't celebrate Christmas Day, we celebrate Christmas Eve, and that's when the family comes together. And they come together for dinner, uh-huh. and there are very specific dishes that are served. Um, the main one is pig, so we eat pork on Christmas Eve, and the, there's a very traditional way which in which way in which Cubans prepare the pork. And it's called the cajachina, which is a Chinese box. Now, apparently, back in the day, there were railway, r- railroad workers um, that used these boxes where they would put the suckling pig in and they would roast it in the ground. And that's why it's called the cajachina. So to this day, you know, Cubans will get the cajachina and then roast the pig in the backyard. Or you just get it, you buy it at Publix, which is what we would do. <laughs> you would go to the... The local Cuban Same butcher thing. like you know, a <laughs> giant, giant stash of dead pigs. So we eat, it's a very traditional Cuban meal. So we'll have the, the pigs, the pig, we'll have the black beans and the rice. We'll have yuca, um, which will be served in mojo, which is a citrus sauce, like kind of orange, bitter orange, and um, lime, and garlic, and onions. And it's super yummy. And you put that on the yuca. Then you would also have maduros, and then you would, which are the plantains. And then uh, it's not it's not toasted Venezuelan dictators. 
It's not toasted Venezuelan dictators. That would be something. <laughs> that, that would be something else. Then we would. Then the desserts. The just the funny thing about the desserts is the desserts are super lame. Like as a Cuban, like I kind of hate the desserts for Christmas. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge fan of like uh, Thanksgiving desserts, like American desserts. So I love like the the pumpkin pie or the apple pie. Uh huh. And what we have are these. They're the legacies from Spain, and it's called. Uh, there's membrillo, which is like a quince paste. And then there's these like almond tarts. Um, they're called turrones. And it is like the most cumbersome thing to open. Like my father always jokes about it. He says like it would have to come from some type of like, you know, Catholic, <laughs> you know, um, oppressive like regime to like come up with like something that's unopenable for Christmas. Like, like the dessert is penance. It's penance. It's like so difficult. It comes in this plastic thing and you open it and then it's, it, it's just never really gratifying. It's, it's like, it's the most ungratifying dessert are, are, are Cuban Christmas desserts. And for me growing up as a kid, what was really beautiful about Christmas was also after everybody ate is when they would put on the Cuban music and that's where we would dance. So I learned to dance um, salsa and merengue at the family parties at Christmas time. So what would happen is they would turn on the music and then my aunts and my uncles would start dancing and then the older cousins would start dancing with each other. And I would watch and learn from my father how a man leads. And it was, it's really special because then as I got older, I witnessed how we transferred that knowledge onto the younger generations and the party would like rage. So that was really fun. And then, you know, for my family, we didn't open presents until the following day. And, uh, but sometimes there'd be like a little family gift exchange at night. And, but we wouldn't open the kids because we, we had a a certain little Santa Claus situation, you know, of course was, would come to our house uh-huh. In, in the in, we would get the presents in the morning, and my brother, my sister, and I were the youngest of our generation, so so everyone knew older than us. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't want to break the news to anyone on this on this who may not know about Santa Claus. You know, so I'm, I'm speaking in a coded language about it. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to ruin Christmas 2017 or 2016. So I don't know anyway, how so that, many children listeners we have, but if we do, sorry for all the swearing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> these, yeah. kids, these kids are like early adoption rule breakers. Yeah, they're like the cast of Shameless. It's like, fuck it. So, so anyway, and then the, so, so that, that was, that's primarily our Christmas. So there's a lot of music and lots of family, lots of Spanish and lots of like awesome Cuban food. So New Year's is always really fun because, and, and I have certain, I mean, there's like certain Christmas, like Cuban traditions. And then there are like other traditions that I picked up, which I really love. So one of the, the one thing that you do is at midnight, you drink, you eat 12 grapes. So whenever I go to a holiday party, we, we, you get little cups and you put grapes, actually you put 13. So you do 12 and then one for good luck. And then when the clock strikes midnight, you, if you don't have anyone to make out with, you make out with your grapes. No, you just eat the the grapes, and it's like a little. It, it's like a sweet thing to think of for every month. Mm-hmm. And then the other tradition that we have is you fill up a bucket of water, and this is like a voodoo tradition. You fill up a bucket of water, and then you open the door, and then you toss the water out the door. So it's like that's getting rid of all the evil spirits and all the stuff from the past year. 
you toss that out. So what I did, at, what I would do at parties is that I would create, I would get this bucket of water and I would have like a little, a little Dixie cup, you know, and then people could like empty out whatever was going on in their lives from their homes, <laughs> but from my window. <laughs> so they could like own whatever they were getting rid of from the, the year before and then toss that out. Oh, that's fun. But wait, where's your window? Because I'm hoping that there's not some poor soul who's starting their 2017 getting doused by Eduardo's holiday party. Well, you have to be careful, you know, because in New York City, it's like, you know, I'm not going to throw it outside of my door and into the hallway, you know, unless I was going to mop like Annie, you know, so I would do it out the window <laughs> or, you know, in the past, I've done it off, off a balcony. No, I'm, I'm not, you know, on the 75th floor of some apartment because that would be a shit show if you would do that and as it like rained down on somebody and you know so you know just be mindful of where you empty your water uh, that sounds like a personal issue but um uh so, so yeah it sounds, so, like it sounds like a bad like asian translation be mindful of where you empty your water <laughs> totally. i also have to say you said um if you don't have anyone you make out with your grapes i was just gonna say I make out with my grapes in liquid form, most preferably. I don't know about oh. you guys, but wine, you know, oh, Christmas, New Year's, wine, yes. just saying. Yeah. And you, know, you know, the grape thing is also something that happens in Venezuela. I'm so curious about this just because, like, I wonder how much, how many of these traditions um, are, it's you know. It's Spanish. It goes are, back to Spain. Span it, it's Spanish, yeah. Spain, Spanish, right? Yeah. It's Spain, Spanish. So it goes, it, yeah. goes, it goes back to Spain, Spanish. And so the grapes thing is that, so you'll find that in a lot of Latin American countries, they'll do that. The bucket thing is a Cuban thing. So that's a Cuban voodoo thing. So it may be more Caribbean thing. I don't know if they do that in Venezuela. I like but that we, idea a lot. But we do that, the Cubans do that. And then one of the things that I also love to do is to write down the things that I want to leave behind in 2016. And then you put them in a little thing and then you set it on fire. So like you write them down on a piece of paper and then you set them on fire and then you just watch it kind of disappear. So that's another thing that I love to do. I love that. I do that with my clients on a pretty regular basis. So I might have to add that to my routine. Yeah. They can save all the pieces of paper that they've created and then they can light a bonfire. You know, of all our, you know, the, the things that you just want to leave behind. You know, there's a lot to leave behind in 2016. Awesome. So, um... So yeah, so those are some traditions. So those are like Cuban traditions, Spanish traditions, and then just Eduardo traditions. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. Um, yeah, we are. Uh, I think it, everybody's going to be super interested to hear about all of these different uh, sort of cultural traditions and how they've intersected and become New York traditions now, right? Uh, awesome. Thanks for joining us. And what's fun is you'll find, you know, it, we were at such a at an intersection that every time you go to a party, there's some new tradition to take on. So it's, it's fun to just watch how different people, different cultures, different uh, from all over the country and then ethnically religious, how they, how they look at the new year. And I think kissing is always a part of it, it seems to be. You know? So maybe that's a universal human experience. It's like every once in a while, find somebody to make out with on New Year's. I wonder if yes. that's a, maybe, maybe we'll find out at the end of this interview series if I that's true. Any excuse for mouth to mouth, right? And maybe a little bit of tongue, you know, just for the New Year's to warm yourself up. <laughs> love love it. it. Destiny, tell us a little bit about where you are right now. 
So right now I'm reporting live from Los Angeles. I'm in Marina Del Rey. Fabulous. Sunshine. (laughs) Yes, it's actually really cold for us. I think it's like 63 degrees. What about you guys? Oh no, sounds (laughs) awful. (laughs) I think it's like 40 something. I don't know. Thanks for joining us. And um, as you know, we're spending this episode learning a little bit about different folks' holiday traditions. So we're curious, what, what holidays do you celebrate and how do you celebrate them? Yeah, so that's an interesting question. So I don't consider myself to be religious, so I don't necessarily celebrate any holidays pertaining that. Um, For me, I've always considered a holiday to be any day that I was given off from a traditional job. So when I worked like a a nine to five, 40 hour job, like that to me was the holidays, any day that we'd get off from work. Um, And to be honest, um, what I always do on those holidays is, is I love like spending my time on the internet and like researching personal development, um, just because that's something that I always like rant about. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I wouldn't say I necessarily uh, do and do not celebrate them, but it's to me it's always been based on a pure calendar thing. I know it sounds kind of like robotic. <laughs> no, it makes sense, and and what a great way to spend you know the time off that you have from these work, just figuring out you know personal development, what do you want to do next? What's around the corner? And, and I think that's relevant for a lot of people, especially in December going into a new year, you know, even if you don't care about Christmas or anything in particular, there is a sense of new beginnings at this time of year, right? Yeah. And I try my best to just consider every week or every day to be a possibility for a new beginning, because I hate the idea of just thinking like I can change, ne- I'll change next year or next month. But um, yeah, definitely around this time of the year, especially with New Year rolling around, you get that sense of urgency or excitement about, you know, what else you can create. (laughs) Are there any holiday traditions that you grew up with that you've specifically chosen to uh, ditch, I guess, for one reason or another? Yeah, so I, growing up, some of the typical traditions that my family did, um, It'd be the typical everyone bring uh, a dish and we'd get together and have a huge family dinner at someone's house and we'd rotate where we go so we could make sure we'd see different parts of uh, the country where, you know, everyone lived. But um, I think my family definitely ate very unhealthy. And although I did enjoy the food, um, that is definitely something that I haven't adapted into my current um, holiday traditions. So I still do cook, but I'm always trying my best to make sure I'm making it in a healthier way or just learning something more about the ingredients that I'm putting in my food. So I'd say that would be one of the things. (laughs) Are there any specific dishes that you have that you really liked and enjoyed, like regardless of the religious aspect around Christmas or whatnot, but there was a specific dish that your family made or something that you've adapted to be more healthy? Oh, yes. So my grand, my, my mother actually used to make lasagna very often. And most recently, I made a paleo version of it. I'm also vegetarian. I'm not necessarily paleo. My uh, boyfriend actually is. So I've been learning a lot about 
about that kind of lifestyle. So that is something that I've brought into my current tradition. So definitely lasagna lives on. <laughs> cool. Nice. Uh, any questions from you, Lydia? Um, I mean, you've kind of touched on it, but I'm curious if you do anything on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, um, whether it's about starting a new year or if it's just like partying or celebrating or what, what do you like to do around New Year's? Yeah, so I stopped drinking like a year and a half ago. Um, I pretty much stopped drinking except for the occasional wine here and there. Um, so what I plan on doing this new year is I'm actually going to stay home at my apartment and my boyfriend and I are probably just going to like work on our computers, on our businesses and hang out and kind of just reflect on the year and honestly just spend it at home. Like that to me is like a dream come true. Um, but yeah, I definitely will be planning for the new year and setting new goals and expectations, um, for me, it's always been about uh, what I want to do as, you know, a person and then also a little bit about, you know, professional goals or business goals. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I love that. Any particular um, big goals that you have in mind that you want to share for 2017? Yeah. So, and I would love to hear either of yours as well. Um Something that I want to get into this year, and I will get into this year, is I want to start making physical products. I feel like just like homeware is just like such like there's like something about putting that extra touch in your own home to make it like yours that I think people are really reappreciating, you know. So I would love to get involved in that space just because I love planners and I love books. So uh, that's definitely a goal for next year. <laughs> what, what about you? Let's see. So I have a goal. This is a goal I created last year to travel to a new country every year. Um, and I actually didn't fulfill on it so far in 2016. We've still got time. But I am um, going to Australia and New Zealand next year. So I'm, I'm checking two new countries off the list. Um, nice. So that's just a personal, you know, goal that I had created. And um, what's sort of amazing about it is that my parents and my brother and I, the four of us, are going on this three and a half week trip, which has been paid for by my grandparents. Um, nice. Yeah. So it's just like, the, you know, the first time in many years that the four of us will be able to spend some really concentrated time together on a vacation um, with no work and like you know, our partners aren't coming. It's just the four of us. Um, so that, that's something I'm really looking forward to for next that, year. That's awesome. That's going to be a really good time. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Colleen, what about you? Well, next year, um, I'm, I decided to give up my lease in August to travel the world full time for a couple of years. And I got into a program called remote year that I'm probably going to start next fall. Um, so kind of my big goal is really figuring out how to organize my life in, in a, in a couple different ways that have to do with, um, traveling and working remotely. So number one, I want to get minimal. I really want to like ditch the physical shit in my life and just Oh my gosh, yes. Um so that's one and then the other one is just, you know, I get out of my mental comfort zone all the time. 
but I'm really not as good at getting out of my physical comfort zone. I'm, I, I have a sort of a, a need to control my physical environment and I feel like it's limiting me. And that's one of the reasons why I'm deciding to give up my lease because when I'm having trouble getting something done within my current environment, I just shake things up and force it. <laughs> yeah. So, why not? <laughs> doing and, and so everything leading up to there is just going to be kind of preparing to do that. Um, I just bought a treadmill and I'm planning to continue doing my Netflix nights, but with treadmill nice. uh, in preparation for walking all over the world. Yeah, one of my friends was in the first class of remote year. He definitely had a good time. You would love that. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I, you know, it's awesome to have somebody who just kind of isn't celebrating the holidays, I think. Like, (laughs) I'm serious, you know, in in, in a way, yeah. (laughs) We're here to talk about rule breaking. and, And I think it's important to know that if it doesn't mean anything to you, you don't need to participate. Yeah, I just felt like that shit was stressful. So it's like, why even bother? Like, I I don't have to fake it for anyone. You know, my entire life is back in New York. So it's like, whatever. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Okay, well, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have fun. And I will chat with you soon. Perfect. Talk then. So, Colleen, tell me... (laughs) So that our listeners can hear a little bit more about us. What do you do for the holidays? Okay. So um, I love the holidays. This is, I I don't know. I I have a really hard time with favorites because picking one thing over all the other things, but I love the holidays. (laughs) Um, But I'm in it like for the holiday magic. I'm in it for the, the Christmas lights and Christmas trees are my absolute favorite thing. So um, I'm super excited to be getting my tree this year. And what I do is I collect ornaments. And this is a fairly new tradition. Um, But I collect ornaments when I travel. And I ask other people to bring me back ornaments. So my ornaments are a combination of like vintage from my own history, like my grandma's ornaments and stuff. Um, Ornaments from when I was a baby. And then just ornaments that I've picked up around the world. So in fact, my, my best Christmas haul ever was I went to this, um, there is a town in Germany, I'm trying to remember what it's called, Rostock ob der Taiba, Tauba, I think. And um, it's this amazing tiny medieval village that's so beautiful, and they're obsessed with Christmas, and they have this store that's huge that's a year-round Christmas village where you can like walk through this whole experience And they have the most amazing Christmas ornaments. So I picked up a whole bunch of stuff there. I brought home like 23 ornaments. It was the most expensive purchase on my entire Europe trip. I was like, yeah, that's 300 euros on Christmas ornaments is a totally reasonable amount of money to spend on anything. Um, (laughs) So anyway, I'm obsessed with Christmas ornaments. Um, Other than that, let's see, traditions, my family traditions. Um, My family doesn't really care very much about holidays. Uh, we tend to celebrate when we're all together, but when I was growing up, obviously we were always all together. So we had some things that we kind of did. One was that my dad likes to go cut his own Christmas tree. Um, so I would usually be a part of that. And then we would decorate together, uh, in the living room and we always did Christmas on Christmas Eve. And I think that started because my dad, he's a doctor, 
And when I was younger, he was working in the emergency room. And he would always say, <laughs> so funny, he'd always say, well, I have to work Christmas because everyone else has a family. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> um, dad. <laughs> yeah. We were like, but you have a family too. But I don't know. We were just sort of raised that holidays and, and like specific days and stuff. It's not that important. So we would always celebrate on Christmas Eve, which I always loved anyway, because um, first of all, then I don't have to get up early on Christmas morning, which anyone who's known me for two seconds knows I'm not about mornings, regardless of the holiday. Um, but also it's like so magical at night, you know, and we, we lived on this hill and we had, um, the living room had all these windows in it and the Christmas tree was in the corner with the window. So it's just total reflections of all the Christmas lights and you could see the Christmas lights in the neighborhood. And then it was my job to sit by the Christmas tree and dispense presents. So it would be a present for dad and then a present for mom and then a present for the dog and then a present for me. And then we do it in circles until all the presents were gone. Um, That's very similar to how we do it actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We take turns playing Santa. That's what we call it. Uh -huh. So whoever is Santa for that round gets a present for everybody. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Well, it was just, I was an only child. So um, I guess I took turns with the dog. Um, but, you know, so that was it. And we would listen to, you're going to laugh, but we would listen to the Kenny G Christmas album, which I honestly still like. We would listen to Barbara Streisand and we would listen to classical music. Nice. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of the Christmas traditions. I don't have any specific Christmas traditions as an adult. I tend to kind of take in all of the New Yorkers who don't have um, family or don't go home to family um, or for whatever reason I have many friends who are um, not for whatever reason in this way I have a lot of friends who are Jewish and they celebrate in different ways over the holidays so Christmas isn't really a thing for them um, so they come over to mine on Christmas and we just you know stay in our pajamas and open presents and make food together and it's pretty chill uh, let's see. And then the only other thing I think for the holidays is New Year's growing up. Um, the one thing that you have to do every year, and I'm actually reminded that I need to get the recipe for this because <laughs> I passed this on to, to my hubs, uh, is we would eat black eyed peas for good luck on New Year's. And that's something we did every year. That comes from my dad's side of the family. I don't know where it comes from or what it's about. I suspect it's a I've German. I've heard of it kitchen. before. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the origin of it, but I've definitely heard of it. Yeah. So it's black eyed peas. And my dad makes this delicious black eyed pea soup. Um, and it's black eyed peas that he, um, cooks with, um, like ham bones, like a ham shank and cut up ham and bacon and mushrooms and onions. And then it just cooks and cooks and cooks for like a super long time for the, for the black eyed peas to get soft. And it's seriously like wicked delicious. And he makes a huge pot of it. And then we have some on New Year's Eve and then we freeze the rest and kind of eat it all the way through January. And so oh that's- Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> that's what we do for New Year's. And then there were about, I don't know, probably four or five years when I was, I'm, I'm gonna say probably high school um, maybe early, maybe the end of junior high, um, where the, there was an opera company in Eugene that would do a new year's Eve opera. 
And I was studying uh, voice at the time and studying to be an opera singer. And um, my parents thought that was super cool. My friends thought it was super lame. And we would go to Eugene and we'd get a hotel and my parents would make the Black Eyed Peas in advance. And we would go to the opera and drink a little champagne and then come back to the hotel room and eat Black Eyed Peas and go to bed. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, And that's the story of New Year's. And as an adult, um, I don't really care that much about New Year's. I I do a lot of stuff that for me is like new beginnings, you know, looking at um, goals and what I want to accomplish in the new year. And uh, obviously that's kind of gotten amplified since I've become a coach. And other than that, you know, I'm not, I live in New York. A lot of people do the Times Square thing. Um, I'm, I don't really like clout, crowds and I'm a little bit claustrophobic and Times Square, I was like, I was considering it until I found out that you actually have to show up like in the middle of the day and then they block it off. They don't let you out. Oh yeah, you can't leave. You're not allowed to leave. So the idea, and I'm like, what if I have to pee? Now I have to pee just thinking about it. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, not I don't even. Not happening. <laughs> so, and then there's like, you know, millions and millions of people in this super tight space. I was like, bah! It's, it sounds terrible to me, but I watch it on TV. Um, and I honestly, I've always liked to do New Year's as like a really cozy at home thing with people that I love. That's really just about celebrating. I don't worry about kind of getting drunk and making out with people at midnight and, um, you know, wearing sparkly dresses and stuff like that. Um, that sounds fun. And I would, you know, I'm not against it or anything like that, but I've always enjoyed a pretty calm New Year's. I tend to, I tend to get my sparkly dress, uh, you know, bad decisions in group sort of thing out during all of the holiday parties, you know, before New Year's and then New Year's, I'm kind of like, okay, the New Year starts tomorrow. Like I, I don't, I don't like waking up on January 1st with a huge, massive hangover. <laughs> It just feels like a yeah. shitty way. You're like, oh, this is a good start. Okay. Right. You know? I um, feel like you have to, like, party all night or sort of do a chill New Year's Eve. Like, you yeah. stay out till the morning or you just, like, you know, stay yeah. in early, kind of. You know, which isn't to say, you know, I'm going to be traveling and stuff coming up. So I'm sure I'll be having all kinds of different traditions. I definitely always plan on having a Christmas a Christmas tree, even if it's a little one. Um, but other than that, I'm kind of just about trying on other people's traditions, learning about what people like to do and what that's about. You know, I learned about the, the 12 grapes thing. Um, that's kind of fun. Uh, the, way, the way that the 12 grapes thing was described to me by Jose, though, is that you're supposed to do it in like a 12 second countdown before New Year's. So it's like New Year's is what? coming and then it's like 10, <laughs> 9, 8. And then you're supposed to like down these grapes, like, you Just know, like and shove them like, down your in your mouth. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like maybe you need to like train first, like you're planning to be a drug mule or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Getting drugs into prison oh, or something like no. I feel like you have to train with the grapes in advance. I was so stressed out by it every time we do New Year's with his place or with his parents. I was like, I can't do it. It's too many grapes too fast. I'm not prepared. <laughs> wow. But <laughs> The only other thing I think is I love um, going around and just seeing everybody's Christmas lights. Christmas lights are like my favorite. And, and, oh, 
And I do have one other tradition that's New York specific. I love going to the Christmas markets at, um, at Bryant Park and Union Square. They just make me happy as hell. I get some mold wine and walk around and maybe go, um, if I'm at Bryant Park, maybe do some ice skating or something. But I love Wait, the Christmas Where market. is the mold wine? How have I missed this? I um, totally go no. to both of those markets. <laughs> Yeah, the mold wine is inside somewhere. So if you go to oh. Bryant Park, you can get it at that restaurant that's on the corner of the park. Oh. Um, the best Christmas markets are in Europe because they sell the mold wine in the Christmas market, which honestly is just a good shopping decision. Yeah. Like, I'm like, well, I will totally spend more money if I've had 12 mold grapes before <laughs> I start. Exactly. I'm so down for that. Yeah, we did one in, um, I was in Paris for the Christmas season in 2008. And they have this long Christmas market that goes from the um, Arc de Triomphe, uh, not down the Champs Elysees, but past it um, towards the, I can never remember what these things are called. It's like people on seats on a circle and it goes around. They're like a fairgrounds. What is that called? A merry-go-round? No, a vertical circle. A Ferris wheel. Yeah, Ferris wheel. Thank you. <laughs> I can never remember what Ferris wheels are called. For whatever reason, I'm like, I don't have the wiring set up correctly upstairs. Um, anyway, from there to there, and they have this really long Christmas market. And so it's sort of like store, 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 wine. Store, 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 wine. <laughs> like all the way down the market, which to me this is the idea. fabulous. <laughs> it's really great. And they also have like candy and like hot chocolate and like there's all of these sort of um, sustenance situations involved in the shopping. Sounds delish. I'm down. So um, Valerie, thanks for joining us. We're just curious to find out um, how do you celebrate the holidays this time of year? Do you have any particular holidays that you celebrate um, or any traditions that are really special to you? Um, so Thanksgiving, we actually, like, so my family's originally from Guatemala and we actually make tamales, but um, they're a Guatemalan type of tamale. So they're actually called pachas, and they're made with corn flour and potato. And you kind of, I don't know what's the best way to explain them. You put them in a banana leaf instead of like a tamale, a Mexican tamale is made in a horn, corn husk. So that's like the one thing that's like really weird that we do. And we do it like every Thanksgiving. Um, and delicious. yeah, it's absolutely delicious and we also like make it with our turkey so it's like kind of a blended thanksgiving of like you know my family like came here so we're in america but we also like make our little tamales and it's something i look forward to each year um in guatemala this is like an everyday food but it also takes like hours to make so this is like a special treat for us <laughs> so yeah that's like one thing that we do um and that's just like for thanksgiving and also, apparently, I found out this is super weird. Um, my mom makes stuffing with um, ground beef in it, which I thought was, like, a weird Hispanic thing. Apparently, it's just a weird my mom thing. But, <laughs> yeah. We've all got weird mom things. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's totally normal. We put, like, ground beef in our stuffing inside our turkey. And nope, nope, it's not, like, an actual Guatemalan or Hispanic thing. It's just, like, my mom puts I mean, ground beef in it. 
Does it taste good? Yeah, that's it's like I literally I don't really like turkey that much because <laughs> it's pretty dry. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite part about Thanksgiving: the stuffing and the tamales. Um, it's like I literally just want to eat the stuffing. <laughs> and the banana leaf makes a really good little plate for the turkey with stuffing on it after. Um, yeah, and I guess the other thing for Christmas, so. I always, like, I grew up being, like, the token kid, so my, so I didn't know this was, like, a holiday that everyone goes to sleep on, like, Christmas Eve, so our family makes, like, a huge deal about Christmas Eve, and we stay up until midnight, and it's basically, like, kind of the equivalent to New Year's, I guess, like, everyone just, like, waits till midnight, and we just, like, all go around, and we're just, like, Merry Christmas, or Feliz Navidad, and... Yeah, and we open our presents at midnight, so that's, like, a big deal. And then the 25th is more of, like, when you go around to visit your family, um, bring them food that you've cooked. So that's kind of how we celebrated here in the U.S. And I found out in Guatemala, like, when I went a couple years just to, like, find my roots or whatnot, apparently, like, you're supposed to make, like, little treats, um, so that's, like, something that they actually do, which I guess I realize now my family, like, brought here, but instead it's just visiting. But over there, everyone makes, like, their own kind of punch and kind of exchanges it. So that's kind of cool. Um, I didn't realize it was, like, a tradition that we brought over. It's hot punch. So I guess it's, that's, like, different from traditional punch, right? I, feel like, <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like that your culture went out of its way to figure out the most difficult thing to bring to other houses, like hot punch. Let's yeah, <laughs> so it's like caramelized. I think it might actually just be from the region my family's from in Guatemala called um, Huehuetenango, which is like right on the border of Mexico. But uh -huh. yeah, like my aunts were telling me this. So you kind of just like let the fruit seep in like all the juices and get all like nice and caramelized and all these fruits that I've like never seen or heard of here. So yeah, it's really good. <laughs> is it kind of like but, a sangria? Well, no, so there's no alcohol in it, um, but I guess it could be kind of like a warm sangria without the alcohol, if that makes sense. That sounds you just like, so you're saying like yeah, hot you juice. boil it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you like boil it and you put the juice in it. Um, yeah, we call it bonche, so I guess it's kind of the equivalent. But yeah, that's like another weird thing that I didn't realize it was weird until I started telling people that don't do the same thing. I'm currently Googling hot punch and it is very weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole new world for me. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty good. And again, I, it might be like something that I thought was a Guatemalan thing, but it might just be a weird family thing. Um, so I'm not sure. Maybe other people can let me know. <laughs> awesome. What do you guys do? You do anything for New Year's? Um, so my family's actually really religious. I'm not. Um, so they do every year a church like New Year's. Um, and it's like one of those like super happy churches, like everyone dance around and stuff. So they have like a disco ball, um, and wait up till New Year's and they're all like singing to like Hispanic equivalent of gospel music, I guess, <laughs> um, in Spanish. So that's usually what I used to do with my family, but now I kind of just do my own thing. <laughs> so you, this is like, like Latin 
disco gospel church. I would totally be so basically much <laughs> this kind of church. This sounds amazing. Yeah, so it's basically what they do. And every um, my parents' church has like people from all over Latin America, so everybody kind of brings in a dish. So yeah, I'm not really that into church anymore because I grew up in it. But um, the food is always tempting. <laughs> Very cool. Do you have plans for um, Christmas or New Year's this year? Is it similar to all of all those traditions or anything new happening this year? Um, well, I'm spending New Year's with my friends, but Christmas we're doing the same thing. My brother's birthday is on the 26th, so I split it between my parent, my mom and my dad and try to spend more of the 25th than the 26th with my mom doing the same thing. <laughs> cool. Is there anything in particular that you love about this time of year in the city? Um, in the city, not so much. It's really cold and it gets really dark, so I don't really like being there. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> yeah, like I love the city when it's nice and bright out. I'm like a daytime person. I'm like too nice of a person, I think, to be in New York City. So by the time I'm done with work, it's like pitch black, like right now. <laughs> um but over here, I like going to Bear Mountain. There's um, an ice skating rink, and it's open, like, all day and all night. So it's really nice to go there and skate, and like, right by the mountain. I always hear about Bear Mountain on the radio. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice, and it's pretty easy to get to, too. Um, and, yeah, there's that ice skating rink right there. So it's very, like, old-school, like, white Christmassy kind of feel. <laughs> Like, what's that movie? I forgot. Like, Dreaming of a White Christmas? I think that's the movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think White Christmas is the name of it. Um, oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. They sing that song, though. Yes. <laughs> I've been singing it, like, all day in my head. It's terrible. Yeah. I think I've had... What What have I been singing all day? I've had the uh, Happy Holidays. It's always something this time of year. <laughs> I don't know. I used to work at a Starbucks, so, like, it was horrible. Like, the whole, like, after Thanksgiving, it was just holiday songs over and over <laughs> and over again. So I know, like, all the words to everything. <laughs> Pretty much anyone who lives, who works in food or retail, I think, hates Christmas music. Yeah. I'm finally warming up to it again. Yeah. <laughs> I've always loved now. it. But, you know, it, it depends on kind of your situation. Because the other thing is, if you're working in retail or, or food service, it's not just holiday carols. It's the one CD that your company has approved. Yes. <laughs> <on loop. laughs> Lydia, any other questions for Valerie? We're just doing these mini interviews today. No, I think I'm good. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to another episode of Rules Aren't Real. We hope it gave you some serious food for thought when it comes to the rules you might be following in your own lives. In fact, we'd love to hear about those personal rules of yours or any other thoughts you have about our show. Join the conversation on Instagram at RAR Podcast today. If you want to learn more about Lydia or me, please visit our website at rowancoaching.com slash RAR. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to break some more rules with you next week. See you soon. soon.